0: say all you fat asses are gonna die <laughs> they didn't they couldn't and I talk about it. they didn't have yeah. you know they didn't want Sanjay Gupta to be like well Anderson all the fat asses are gonna die right but because we're kind of in this obviously comorbidities means meanwhile you had COVID and you didn't even know it I know amazing because I'm so strong you know a amazing. lot of this fat is muscle <laughs> <laughs> it's, I lost all this weight during the lockdown and then I, you know, gained it back in maybe a half an hour. <laughs> How much weight did you lose
1: in the lockdown? I
0: lost probably 25 pounds. I did, you know, because I texted with you and you're like, cut out bread, cut out sugar. And I did. And it... Was it hard to do? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Um, now I'm kind of like trying to make up for it, I guess. <laughs> no, but I... Uh, you know i definitely felt a lot better it's like you cut out sugar and you cut out bread and it's like your knees bend
1: yes it's inflammation
0: yeah that's so, the thing like
1: one of the things that happens to me when i well if i go on a bender and yeah i'll eat like a lot of pasta which is my thing that's that's where i gorge oh my god pasta yeah. is so it's good so good and i'll eat like multiple servings yeah like if it's for three or four people i'll eat
0: that all that oh yeah there's a restaurant in Philadelphia I need you to go to. Ooh, what is it? It's, um, it's on my Instagram. It's Mark uh, Vetri's. He has um, Furulina. It is, if you're a pasta guy, oh, I'm not kidding. It's my kryptonite. It is, uh, it'll change your life. I'm sure. It'll change your life. It's,
1: that's my kryptonite. I mean, I.
0: But then I was, the next day you won't be able to walk.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. My knees hurt the next day. When I eat a lot of pasta, like my fucking knees will hurt. My lower back will hurt. And it's inflammation. I talked to my doctor about it. He goes, that is inflammation causing food. And that's what that means. It's like literally causes inflammation in your joints, inflammation in your body. And it's the source of a lot of diseases and a lot of the, the illnesses that people have. It's because of inflammation.
0: Did previous generations deal with this inflammation too?
1: No. Um, first of all, processed sugar really has not been a thing in the human race until the beginning of the 19th century, I think. When, when was it when they started eating sugary candies and stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. No, I remember yeah. that was a big thing with the British. They brought sugar back and everyone's mm. teeth fell out.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the wheat that we have has more complex glutens in it. It's been they've manipulated the wheat for higher yield per acre. So right. you're getting this like dense wheat. that You're you're eating glue. You're basically no. eating like, remember when you used to make paste when you were a kid? No. You're, you're like shoveling that in your face. I mean, it's I mean, delicious, a lot amazing, a lot of, amazing yeah. paste. Yeah, but that's what you're eating. You're eating like a fucking wad of dough. And it, it sits in the bottom of your stomach when it mixes with wine and How does food Tom and, Papa
0: make all that bread and still be kind of thin?
1: Well, here's an interesting thing. Tom Papa's bread is made with a starter and it is a um, sourdough starter and sourdough bread in general has less gluten. Than regular oh, bread, really? yeah, because that is like the best bread you can have. It's organic. He makes it himself. You know the source. He like literally has this old starter. I think it's from like the nineteen thirties. The 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 actual you know yeast starter. And I don't exactly understand how he does it. He's explaining it to me. I forgot. Yeah, but bread. the you've had his bread. I haven't had his bread. <gasps>
0: Well, I live in New York.
1: Oh my God, he should yeah. freeze some and send it to you. It's fucking sensational.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: When you come to LA, you must go and have his bread. I've I
0: have with fantasies butter, about bread with,
1: with grass-fed, grass-finished butter, which is like a dark yellow, like oh, a yeah. yellowy Looks butter. Looks like urine. Oh my God, you spread that all over that bread and just nom, nom, oh yeah. nom, nom, nom. it's such good bread. Tom oh. Papa and I have an exchange. Yeah, I give him you a little give meat. Him, you he gives me meat. some bread. We're good to go. All
0: right, that's similar. He gives me bread. I give him AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, that's not funny. No, it's funny, um, though.
1: It's funny now. Okay, here it is. In 510 BC, the emperor Darius of Persia invaded India where he found
0: That's Darius reed- Rucker who was <laughs> in. Who do you uh, love fish? <laughs> Nice guy, by the way.
1: The, re- the reed which gives honey without bees. The secret of cane sugar was was uh, kept a closely guarded secret, whilst the finished product was exported. Interesting. So that's when they first figured out sugar cane.
2: Yeah, and then all the way back then took till 1747. It says until sugar beet was mm. a new source of sugar and like that's when Britain.
1: Okay, and then up. Britain blockaded sugar imports to continental Europe. By 1880, sugar beet had replaced sugar cane as the main source of sugar in continental Europe. But it still wasn't like corn syrup like where it was it, p- right. prevalence. Yeah, another thing said diet.
2: 1770 in Britain is when they started eating like five times the amount of sugar they'd eaten in like the previous
0: 1710. Ah, I think. So that's what about, when it started. Yeah. So it was the, eight, the 18th what century. What about right? how, like, um, in uh, the. Uh, I know you read this. That's book. crazy.
1: Look at that statistic. During the 18th century, sugar became enormously popular. Great Britain, for example, consumed five times as much sugar in 1770 as in 1710. Wow. That's nuts. That's probably, yeah, when their teeth started falling out and yeah. also started getting fat. Uh, you
0: know, I did. Um, this movie, uh, where I uh, for Peter Pan, where I played a pirate, and I did all this research on pirates. Do you know that like the British Navy essentially was assembled by it was a success of pirates that was instrumental because in, they had this war with the Spanish, and they were like there were these pirates, and they're like, hey, you can free reign if you attack these Spanish. And so they essentially it was it was essentially a bunch of criminals. Wow. And they then they and then they absorb some of the pirates. They're like, all right, you can be now you can be uh, The general. The general and you can go back to England and you can have and they gave part of Jamaica to another pirate. It's like the British Navy, this great military power, was essentially like you know, criminals. They were. Like- it kind of makes
1: sense, though, if you think about all these different civilizations throughout history that were run by tyrants and evil m- m- warmongers. Like, look at how about the Mongols? I was just listening today to this person who was talking about, and this is kind of funny because Dan Carlin's actually kind of joked about people saying these things before. Dan Carlin's the host of Hardcore oh, yeah. History. No, it's, it's great, an amazing podcast. Yeah. Um, Dan, what this guy was talking about was how. The mongol Empire it it made the way it paved the way to a lot of great things with trading with europe with Asia, and all these different things. And he sort of was waxing poetically about the impact of a group of people in the Mongols run by Genghis Khan that killed. Between 50 and 70 million people in his lifetime, he killed somewhere around 10% of the population of Earth. So much so, he reduced the carbon footprint on planet Earth because there's less people.
0: Well, did you ever hear about—maybe I listened to it on his thing, where he (laughs) would—they would eat meals on top of people? Yes,
1: they would stack people— Below their deck and so they would crush them to death while they're eating meals and he could hear them groan Vlad Tepes who is the inspiration for Dracula for Bram Stoker's Dracula He would put his enemies on stakes in front of him So he would plant a stake in the ground and have a sharp point and impale them and so they would wither around while he was eating so he'd be eating lunch in front of them while they were. Is
0: Genghis Khan like like a percentage of all Asians oh, are yeah. related to him?
1: Yeah. Let's find out what that percentage is.
0: It's like it's, a pretty it's, severe amount.
1: He did a lot of fucking. Did, well, you could say he did a lot of raping because that would be more accurate. Yeah. And yeah. I
0: think he was. He also like took over the army when he was like 14. He was. uh <laughs> it's like insane. He was
1: quite young when he killed his first people. Uh, since 2003, a study found. Evidence that Genghis Khan's DNA is present in about 16 million oh, that's men it. alive today. I
0: thought today. it was more than
1: that. The Mongolian ruler's genetic prowess has stood as an unparalleled accomplishment.
0: <laughs> oh, one 10%. In men.
1: Oh, look at that. In quantitative terms, 10% of the men who reside within the borders of the Mongol Empire, as it was at the death of Genghis Khan, may carry his DNA.
0: Yeah. So wow. that is, I think that's, that's wild. That's Asia. I think that's into Europe.
1: One in 200 men are... Scroll back up. One in 200 men are direct descendants of Genghis Khan.
0: <laughs> <sighs> That's wild. And if he was here right now, he'd be like, it's pronounced Genghis. Yeah. <laughs> no, Genghis, but like, yeah. And, well, his
1: name was Temujin. That was his real name.
0: And so he was... And so, like, I had a joke about this in Pale Taurus. It's like, those Mongols were, like, killing it. And now they're like, you know what, we'll just open some buffets. Like they (laughs) – how do you like fall off the horse like that? So China and India are probably going to take over, right?
1: Most likely China. China seems to have a very unique situation where their government and their businesses are inexorably intertwined. They're not like any other place on earth. Whereas the government and the business, the business don't do anything without the government's supervision. And when the businesses step out of line, they vanish people. They take billionaires, and they lock them in dungeons, and who knows what the fuck they do to them. But when people get, they get mouthy, they talk shit, they, they vanish them. Whether they're a billionaire, or a famous actor, or an athlete. Tennis player. Yeah, or a, a Uyghur Muslim. I mean, whatever they do, they, that tennis player, they ever found her?
0: Yeah, I think she came out and she said, uh, I misspoke. No, there was a,
1: no, there was a printed re- oh, printed really? release. I don't know if they've ever seen her in public. The same as Jack Ma. You know, Jack, Jack Ma's Ma. the CEO of Alibaba. Is he gone? Well, he was gone for many months. And then he came back and like, he looks a little shell-shocked. I mean, wow. I don't know what the fuck they did to him. They kept him in a cage. What what, you know, whether they tortured him, whether they just scared the fuck out of him, whether they put him in exile and just made an, him have a, an adjustment of his attitude. But they don't play games. It's and a completely so is, different kind of government.
0: Is the expectation that wouldn't you think that corruption would lead to you know, like we started this conversation about ego. Yeah. and you're managing the wouldn't uh, the Chinese leadership, corruption, We you know, it's human beings. You would think so, but I don't know if it's corruption in,
1: in their sense because they seem to have this dedication to the CCP, right? And the CCP kind of runs everything. And I don't know if you would call it corruption, if they're intertwined, like the way they think of business is like business and government that the, the business serves government. They did government. it quick, too. Yeah, they did it really quick. And then not only that, they're doing it in all these other countries where they're giving them loans that they know they can never take back, or they never pay back, rather, and then they control these natural resources.
0: Well, and also, aren't they doing, hey, we're going to build you this power plant. They're yes. like, great. Exactly. We're going to bring in 500,000 people. hmm Yeah. And so, but wouldn't corruption, again, people get greedy. People. When people
1: get greedy, they kill them. They they don't have a system like Nancy have Pelosi you ever heard would be this? dead as fuck if she was over there. Have they they would have killed her a long time ago. Have you? Um, but like, I mean, unless she was serving the big businesses and serving the the Chinese Communist Party, unless she, she was, if she was a part of their system over there, and she sort of exhibited the kind of arrogance that you've seen her exhibit as a, you know. A, a, a person who's the speaker of the House in America, it's like a, it's a different world over there. Like when they have a dedication to the Chinese Communist Party, that's what their dedication is. Well, and is you don't it speak that? Bad about or
0: it. you know, some people believe that like it's revenge for the Opium Wars. What is revenge for the Opium Wars? That they uh, the Chinese. You know what the the British did with the Opium Wars. The the British essentially went in. They tried to take over China. China was like, no thanks. And the British were like, okay, here's some free opium. And pull that up. It's like, it's a dark history. How it long is, ago
1: did they do that?
0: That was, um, I mean, it's 1600s, like. 1600s. The opium yeah. wars
1: were two conflicts fought in China in the mid 19th century between the Western countries of the, how do you say that word?
0: I can't even know where where Q-I-N-G dynasty? Qing. Qing dynasty? uh, Qing, Right,
1: Jing maybe, which ruled China from 1644 to 1911, 1912.
0: Essentially, how I understand it is these European powers were trying to take over China, and there was some resistance. So what they did is they essentially got them all addicted to opium, and they lost a generation or two. And so- Uh, That's, uh, you know, it's the fentanyl kind of creeping in. Mm. It's a very paranoid thing, but, like, that's some revenge. So, I mean, this great Well, even if it's not
1: revenge, it seems like a good strategy for corrupting
0: a population. It's also, you know, if you have this great power that had to, um, you know... I mean, what a cruel thing to do. I mean, slavery is insane. It's but just like, a
1: strategy for war, though. Is it more cruel to drop a nuclear bomb on people? At least with opium, you give them the ability to make a decision for themselves.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, that's probably what they're doing with us with TikTok. TikTok? You think that? Yeah, they've released TikTok. It's like a plague. I wonder. All these fucking kids are just... Are your kids TikToking at all? Oh, yeah.
2: Mind Did you. They added it to Tesla's? TikTok? It's built into Tesla now. Oh, Elon! Yeah. What TikTok? have you done,
1: Elon? I've defended you up until now. <laughs> I don't. I don't play games in my fucking Tesla. I just drive it. So there's TikTok in Tesla. You I guess chess. if you don't have to drive, yeah, right? Well, chess is in Tesla like too. How about talk
0: about the good things? Sorry, <laughs> like hedgehog
1: is in there. <laughs> you, can, you can make a fart when you make a turn. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, what is going to happen with uh, is is Tesla? going to take over like is in 10 years is is uh elon musk gonna be in business or is he gonna be
1: good question i mean i think tesla's gonna be in business in 10 years i mean it's the biggest car manufacturer in the united states right now right isn't it
0: i don't know i, think I mean i know it's worth more
1: i think it's they manufacture more and sell more teslas than any other american brand see if that's true it true, no, no. What's that?
2: I'm pretty sure Ford F One Fifty is the top. Ford F One Fifty was the top selling car. So like millions. Well, let's find out.
1: Up. Don't just guess. Well, don't a... just guess. But, but as a company, I think Tesla, the company, sells more cars than any other American car manufacturer. I'm pretty sure of that. Or I read an article that was a lie.
0: That could be happening.
1: Could be propaganda. Do you have a Tesla? I don't. Do You ever driven one? I've been in one. They're pretty spectacular.
0: Uh, they're, uh, they're next goddamn level. Spaceship. It's goddamn spaceship.
1: Spaceship.
2: Yeah, for the last three years, they've averaged 900,000 per year for F-150s. I don't think they sell that many Teslas. Well,
0: why don't you Google it instead of thinking? I mean, you know, the F-150 is fascinating. <laughs> I had jokes about <laughs> made uh, the pickup truck. Like when we were kids, pickup trucks were kind of popular, but now it is yeah. the embodiment of one's personality, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Q three they just
2: sold their or just made their two millionth car. Whoa. But I believe that's for all of their, you know, they sold two million line. electric cars They're expensive. ever.
1: First automaker to reach two million? What does that say? Click on that. Inside EVs? Is that electric cars? First automaker re- to reach the milestone. Soon the production sales volume will reach one million per year. So they sell more, man. Thank you.
2: That's not that's so glad I was right. Okay, sure. Am I wrong to <laughs> yeah, no, I no, no. that's one? That, that's Tesla versus one Ford car. Yeah, right, right. The F one fifty. how so is much does the F one fifty sell? Nine hundred thousand per year.
1: Right, but you know that um, Ford is actually they're going to stop production of almost everything except the F one fifty and the Mustang, which is pretty crazy. I just
0: was saying, I'd... yeah, no, but like the but like the F one fifty and the Mustang together is more than Tesla. I wonder, and then if you add in. Um, Ford Escorts, uh, whatever, you know, cars. and then there's so that two million milestone.
1: And... They're the first company that sells two million electric cars. So that's the the milestone is that they're the first right. company to sell that many electric cars. So like every year. By they... the way, there's no cars
0: available to buy, right? Oh, it's
1: nuts. That's crazy. The chip shortage thing is fucking spooky, because like you guys didn't see that coming. You just thought you could just buy chips from China and they would be cool, just selling them to you. Why well, do you guys talk a lot of shit about dumb. China? 2020, the amount of autos and light trucks sold in the U.S. dipped to around 14.5 million for units. all cars. I right, of Ford. course, all all companies. Ford yeah. Motor Company's vehicles in the U.S. between 2015 no, to well, – It doesn't say. It doesn't say.
0: But like – Oh,
1: it does right there. There you go. 599,000 units to that, around 539,000 yeah, units. So that's counter to the 900,000 just saw. Yeah. Who knows? Um, why don't you Google
0: Google when China is going to invade who sells Taiwan. the most cars. I says predict that China. China. Oh, because, you know, China is going to take over Taiwan. When's that going to happen? It seems like it's already happening,
1: and it seems like, well, they, they quietly took over Hong Kong during the pandemic, where they locked down all freedom of the press, and they started uh, arresting activists, and they started doing things that no one protested about, and they just go, oh, okay, we're going to keep you know, doing I this. love performing in China, so I don't want to- Do you? Too late. Yeah. Go over there right now, bro. Tap your phone. You're going to be in trouble after it's you do this fascinating, podcast. fascinating
0: culturally. Um, but I think my you just prediction. You stand up over there. Yeah. What's it like? Well, I'm performing for expats, but there are, you know, or people that have lived in the U.S. and have gone back there. But I would say that my prediction is after the uh, the Beijing Winter Olympics. That's when China's going to be like, all right, we're going to take we're going to take Taiwan. You think so? Well. I thought that Russia and and uh, this is all just you know. By the way, I talk about food in my act. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, you know. It's also Putin is Ukraine. wants Ukraine. Yeah. By the way, I performed yeah. in Moscow. There's a, a a subway station in Moscow. The the subway stations in Moscow are so beautiful, and um, because they wanted to celebrate the working people, so like the subway stations are really nice. And one of the subway stations is all Ukraine. Hmm. It's like so like when we say Russia giving up um, the independence, it's like it's it's kind of messy. You know, hmm. Crimea historically, there's a lot of um,
1: would it be like if Texas tried to secede? Oh, um, that's their subway station. Yeah, wow, it's that's no joke. fucking beautiful.
0: And so, like, there is a one that is all dedicated to uh, Ukraine. I'll for that. They or, have such
1: specific architecture, right? Like, if you look at, at Moscow and yeah. you look at the, the architecture, it's so clear that it's yeah. Russian architecture.
0: Well, there's, you know, a lot of it was destroyed, I think. I mean, by the way, I, like, performing in Warsaw, so weird. Yeah, Like, Warsaw was completely leveled, and they rebuilt it from photographs. So you're like, whoa! you're walking through, and you're like, oh, look, this church, Poland, so fascinating. Like, there's different museums in Warsaw, and it's like, what do you want to cry about? Because it's like, there's one that's all about the Polish Jews, like... At the start of World War II, one in six Polish citizens was Jewish. It's like, you're like one in six. And now there's like 2,000. Whoa. And there was like 30 million people. And one in six was Jewish. Wow. And so, I mean, I'm getting all the numbers wrong. But, and then there's just like Jesus this.
1: Christ, look at yes. that.
0: So Warsaw was like, there's a story of like when. The rush When the Polish rose up in Warsaw to take down the Nazis, the Russians were on the other side of the river, and they said, they, they're they like, hey, come on in, help us, we're, we're fighting the Germans. And the Russians were like, we'll wait. And so they let the Polish fight the Germans. The Polish finally took over, then the Russians came in, took over the Polish. Like the Polish Ooh. history is insane. Oh. Like, just Look devastated. Look
1: how flattened that place
0: was. And, and when, the, when the Germans left, they leveled everything. Like, they knew they were going to lose. They just, just to screw over the Poles. And it's like, the Polish people have been dealing with this for generations.
1: And this is, you know, within the last hundred years yes. or so. That's what's fucked about history. It's like, that's a blip. It's crazy. It's a tiny blip.
0: It's crazy.
1: One of the things in Dan Carlin's hardcore history, um, and again, this is in the 1200s, right, when Genghis yeah. Khan was alive. He talked about the Chorismian Shah who went to visit Jin China because they were trying to see, like, you know, should we invade these people? Do they have anything to steal? Yeah. Like, what, what are we going to do over there? Yeah. And as they went down the path, they thought what they saw in the distance was a snow-covered mountain. And as they got closer, they realized it was a stack of bones, that was so high, there was a million dead people stacked on top of each other. They had abandoned the roads because the roads were so filled with decaying human bodies that the roads had deteriorated into mud, and you couldn't, you couldn't. Where is this? The, this was in Jin, China. Jeez. You couldn't traverse the roads. You couldn't make it through, and the st- people were dying just from sickness, from the stench of the rotting bodies and the bacteria that was in the air. But the fact that there were so many dead bodies That they mistook a pile of them as a mountain with snow covered peaks. And then as they got closer, they realized, oh my God, that's a stack of bodies. Over a million dead people. Unbelievable. Just stacked on top of each other. And they did that with fucking bows and arrows and swords.
0: Well, by the way, it's like Caesar killed millions. Caesar, who everyone's like, Caesar, I love going to- Little Caesars. It's a nice (laughs) (laughs) restaurant. It's like, (laughs) SPQR, I love that. It's like murdered tons of people. He has this whole uh, series on, um, I think it was all about Caesar's Holocaust or whatever. Because he killed millions of Gauls. Meanwhile, he's got a salad. Yeah. Imagine if there was a Hitler salad. Yes. Well, you know, the the Caesar salad- Invented in Tijuana really there was a, a an italian I actually ate at the restaurant there's no an kidding. italian uh, there was a um i think it's a mexican guy Tijuana salad invented in uh, t, uh a Mexican guy in Tijuana who invented it's a famous restaurant and a hotel in tijuana
1: that's interesting well the fact they figured out to put anchovies on it yeah, such a bold move yeah it's so delicious
0: So good, so good, so good <laughs> right?
1: And it's probably so bad for you, right? I don't know. I am a gigantic fan of Mexican food. Period. oh my gosh.
0: I fucking love Mexican food. why is like American food's okay, but like Mexican food is it's life-changing spice. There's a lot
1: of spice, like a, a good carne asada burrito. Oh, my God, with guacamole and, oh, and the it's so fa- diced it, onions. There's uh, different There's different
0: peppers in yes. different regions. Yes. So fascinating. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm a giant. I'm so proud to be Mexican. <laughs> I, uh, How funny
1: is it that Louis C.K. is Mexican?
0: Oh, it's amazing. Like,
1: legitimately, born yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Well, you know, like the whole, I mean,
0: Mexico has a pretty sordid history, too. Crazy history. Like, they had—there was, like, you know, know, what we did to the Native Americans, they did to their Native people. They did them dirty, too. Well,
1: what we need to recognize also is, like, how did they come to speak Spanish in the first place? They came to speak Spanish in the first place because of European
0: settlers came by and just destroyed
1: their fucking country.
0: And the only reason they could do that is— European diseases. Yes, that's I mean, the they were gonna solution to the end of the Mayan ass Empire. Kicked. Yeah, they were going to get their ass kicked, and people just started getting the cold.
1: But there was also some real confusion, like when Cortez and his people showed up on on horses. Yeah. they thought they were gods. Yeah, They're like what well, they fucking riding a horse? This is crazy. Yeah, like they—that's what's really wild. Like the Mayans didn't ride horses. Like they had built that kind of an empire without riding horses.
0: And, well, it's like, but also, like, I mean, from Mexico, we got tomatoes, corn, uh, and then there's some third thing. Oh, chocolate. It's like, it's insane, like, everything that, the reason I'm fat <laughs> comes from Mexico.
1: <laughs> I wonder if, like, the old corn, like, the kind of corn you, you hang on your... Your door for Thanksgiving, yeah. that yeah. bullshit corn. Have you ever oh, had I'm that sure corn? Oh, I'm sure it is.
0: I, you know, in, by the way, like in, I did a show in Bogota and- Damn, you travel everywhere. I love, California. I love internet. Well, I did this pale tourist special where I was going to do Latin America and I was in right when the pandemic hit, but the vegetables, like, have you seen corn in South America? No. It is like a kernel is like the size of this. Really? One, I'm exaggerating. But if we pull some of the the images up of, you know how like, have you ever been to a country and you're like, like, we're kind of used to it. Like growing up, I didn't know what hummus was. But like you go to certain countries and you're like, oh, this fruit. Like there's fruit that right. we don't know of. Oh, yeah. And like in Durian? South- yeah. There's like, which is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like. Yeah. But like, yeah. But like, there's some kernels. Colombian corn that looks like regular corn. No, but look at the size of those kernels.
1: They're pretty fat, right? Yeah, but I would think that American corn would be fatter because of genetical genetic modifications, right?
0: But I think it's also fat. I think it's. I would imagine that it's the speed. That's impressive. It's probably the speed of growing that we're after.
1: Right, and we probably want to get to the point right away, and then we get like quick-growing-
0: Do you know why carrots are orange? Carrotin? No, carrots are not originally orange. They were changed to orange to honor the king of the Netherlands, William of Orange. Really? Yes.
1: William of Orange? Yes. How the fuck did they do that?
0: I don't know because I've had. By the way, before, Brussels were sprouts like... were invented in Brussels. They were invented. Yes,
1: somebody invented Brussels sprouts.
0: I think. I think there's. Um... This is where I'm like complete. These are all things that are in my head that I think are true. <laughs> the Brussels sprouts, um, but like thing the is carrots. Look up carrots. You know, how you get carrots that. and you're like, oh, a purple carrot. I yeah. think they all used to be purple. Really? Yeah. Did, did, is yeah. this true? Uh, yes. I don't see the reasoning white,
2: for it being as like a present or a, an homage to anyone.
1: I've had white carrots. But it does before. say
2: something. 16th century Dutch carrots being purple. A tribute to the emblem of the House of Orange in yes. the struggle for Dutch independence. I wonder go. how
1: they did it. Like, how do you... I mean, if you either have orange carrots or you don't,
0: Well, you how do know, you make them orange? Every farmer collects seeds, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, this crop grew really well. This is a stronger seed. I'm going to plant this seed rather than these didn't do that well. I'm not going right. to save these seeds. Right. So I think... Carrot bonus facts.
1: Oh, here we go. It's actually possible to turn your skin a shade of orange by massively overconsuming orange carrots. I know that. Andy Dick did that. I watched it happen. Orange carrots get their bright orange color from beta carotene. Beta carotene metabolizes in the human gut and bile salts into vitamin A. The origins of the cultivated carrot is rooted in the purple carrot in the region uh, around modern-day Afghanistan. Wow. The purple carrot comes from fucking Afghanistan. While cultivation of the garden-style orange carrot lapses for a few generations, the carrots revert back to their ancestral carrot types, which are very different from the current garden variety. In ancient times, the root part of the carrot plant we eat today was not typically used. Wow, the carrot plant, however, was highly valued due to the medicinal value of its seeds and leaves. For instance, how do you say that guy? Mithridates, the the sixth king of Pontinus Pontius. Oh, Pontius. Around 100 BC, had a recipe for counteracting certain poisons, with the principal ingredient being carrot seeds. It has since been proven that this concoction actually works. Huh. Mm. Wow.
2: Yeah, it says they had white ones and yellow ones too. The
1: Romans to believed that uh, carrots were aphrodisiacs.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Imagine it's... if you can go back with a bucket of Viagra to Rome <laughs> and go, boys,
0: <laughs> I'm here to make money. I mean, what like, all right, fight? so if you could go back to any time period, like, yes. would you go to Rome? No, I would go to
1: ancient Egypt. I would go to the – during the time of the construction of the pyramids. I'd be like, what was that like? Like, how did they do that?
0: By the way, so there's pyramids in Egypt. There's pyramids in Central and South America. Yeah. These two human species – I mean these two human beings, two groups of human beings, both decided to do it?
1: Wow. Yeah, very different though. Different in terms of uh, style, but also similar in terms of the, the way they um, laid out their, their villages and their, their, their cities to coincide or to match up with constellations. Really interesting. There so many of them were sky watchers, you know, whether it's the ancient right. Egyptians, the ancient Mayans, the Aztecs. Wow. Yeah. What's really nuts, man, is that there was thriving civilizations in the Amazon, and that they believe that they were wiped out by European diseases, and that this was not really known until the invention of LiDAR. And as their, there was it was very, it was speculated, and it was the uh, premise from the movie, The Lost City of Z, but over time, with the advent of this new technology, which is, um, it's like a, a light-emitting radar type deal, um, this thing called LiDAR that allows them to non-invasively scan the, the, the ground. And with this penetrating uh, technology, they can see trenches that were indicative of irrigation systems, grids that were there for cities, all swallowed up by the jungle because the, the people there died because European settlers brought in smallpox. Wow. So this, all this stuff. So wow. they find these—oh, this is another one in the Guatemalan jungle. They, they think, okay, this is one of the ancient cities was home to millions more people than previously thought. Vast interconnected network of ancient cities. And these cities— that were there were talked about by the initial European settlers or not even settlers rather explorers yeah they went to these areas and they talked about these incredible golden palaces and these uh, amazing you know gilded chest plates and helmets these people wore then they came back like a new group of people came back 50 years later and it was all gone everyone was dead not only that the the jungle had overcome all of the cities and so they're like oh these guys were lying and so the second group, the second wave of European explorers, thought the first group were just full of shit. And they, they kept this idea until fairly recently. Want to blow your mind even further? Yeah. The plants that are there, they're man-planted. That's a, the, the rainforest. Like the Amazon rainforest is a result of agriculture.
0: Wait a minute. So that was someone planted those?
1: yes. Yes. The Amazon rainforest is a re- result See, of that human the intervention. The Amazon rainforest yeah.
0: was planted.
1: Well, not necessarily planted as much as the original no. plants were invasive and they overwhelmed all the oh, other plants. Here wow. it is. Supposedly pristine, untouched Amazon rainforest was actually shaped by humans over thousands of years. Native people played a strong role in molding the ecology of this vast wilderness. Not only did they do that, but they did that with a specific technology in creating a compost that we to this day do not understand the process of. So a that special they used. compost. They had a very special compost that created this dark, very rich earth that was uh, made with controlled burns and the introduction of some composted material and, you know, like some, you know, biological material, whether it's food or decayed animals or whatever the fuck it is. But the bacteria from this was incredibly rich and allowed them to have this amazingly fertile ground that they're losing when they're doing these mass burns and they're doing these like, they're defoliating these areas for like cattle ranches and they're fucking up the rainforest in the process of doing this.
0: So, uh, based on that, then the oxygen output that the Amazon provides was not there at one point. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I mean,
0: there were less humans. Way
1: less humans. Yeah. I mean, you got to imagine there's, you know, a few million people that were living down there, but it's nothing like, you know, the Twenty plus million that live in Los Angeles or Mexico City, which is enormous, or some of these other cities, but that whole rainforest area where we think of as like this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. No, that was they were planting a bunch of these like really prolific plants that they used for agricultural purposes. Now, wouldn't and they took that over.
0: lead us to believe that we could therefore reverse global warming? If we could do something like that, take it from me. Again, I tell food jokes yeah. for a living. But- there's people
1: that believe that. There's people that also believe that one of the things about carbon dioxide is that you know, carbon dioxide, which is obviously what human beings exhale and plants inhale, yeah. and then they produce oxygen. With the excess carbon in our environment, there's actually more greenery today than there was 100 years ago. Really? Yeah, I know. What the fuck? It's very complicated. And I think one of the reasons why people don't like talking about it because they don't want to exonerate human beings from the disastrous impact of our carbon output on, on the Earth itself and, our, and not just carbon but particulates and all the pollution. But make sure that's true. But I'm pretty sure that's true because that was actually told to me by a legitimate scientist who was explaining how the one benefit of the increase in carbon is that there's actually an increase in the amount of green plants that exists today because of that because they they literally exist off of carbon of wow. carbon dioxide wow yeah there's it's hard because you you want to say th- like oh you know maybe we can fix global warming by this like look at this Higher concentrations of carbon dioxide make plants more productive because photosynthesis relies on using the sun's energy to synthesize sugar out of carbon dioxide and water. Plants and ecosystems use the sugar as both an energy source and as the basic building block for growth. Yes, more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere helps plants. So global land photosynthesis changes in its causes. So if you look at the year 2000, look at the, when they go back to the year 1000 like look at that chart look how oh, few wow. how few plants there were now look at 2000 look how much more green there is carbon dioxide fertilization increased leaf area and growing season change it's pretty wild like there's more greenery today and the re- but the real mind fuck is knowing that the amazon rainforest is the result of human
0: agriculture that's insane
1: yeah it's um there's like, um, what are the plants? They're the weird plants. One of them is like the ice cream bean. One of them is, um, there's a bunch of different, really odd plants that are the result of this extreme uh, foliation.
0: How about in Sapiens, how like farming really is like, ended up being a real problem for humans? Like yeah. we could finally feed everyone, but the problem is, is we started eating crap. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's where people are like, we'll just eat grain, tons think, of grain. Yeah,
1: I know. I think education is really the problem more than it is farming. Because if it wasn't for farming, you'd never have cities. You know, like there's no way you're going to have something like Manhattan without farming. It doesn't exist. It's not possible. They're not growing anything there. Like no one's no no one self-sustaining. No one has like a lot How about in the their But The fact backyard? that the
0: Romans fed themselves with food that was grown in Egypt—that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. The <laughs> Romans, all the grain in Egypt. it's insane.
1: How far is that? It seems pretty far. Well, they did get one of those obelisks from ancient Egypt, and it's in the centerpiece of, uh, of, of one of the, the main places in the Vatican. Have you ever you been to the Vatican? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: you ever seen the obelisk? that's from yeah Uh,
0: maybe i saw they have
1: one of them in central park too really yeah well there's an egyptian obelisk in in central park in manhattan
0: there's one in the museum of is it the Met they have a whole room in the Met that like is insane
1: where would you go if you if you had a time machine if you go back to one point in human history
0: i would love to meet uh uh, my ancestor who came uh, uh, one of them that came over from ireland mm. that would be cool yeah, That's like, savages you they think so oh,
1: they must have been wild fucking people willing to get in a boat and take your kids across a fucking ocean with not even a youtube video to watch
0: yeah they they uh, they just had
1: a a, a dream that, that was going to be better uh, for you them you should
0: do one of those finding your roots things have you done that
1: like, yeah. like a 23 and me yeah no well they oh. they
0: have uh, oh, dr louis like gates Oh, And so my last name is Gaffigan, but, like, the real name was Gavahan, huh. and they changed it. Like, there's this belief that, oh, everyone changed their name. The, the German uh, people that worked at uh, these immigration places changed their names, and now because they signed the logs back in Ireland. So they gave the name of Gaffigan. Here's another interesting fact. Oh, in, 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 at the start of World War I or World War II, more Americans spoke German than English. Really? I think that's true. Look that up. See if that's true. That's more, wild. So like, you know like St. Patrick's Day, da, da, da. There is like, America is very German. Like St. Louis, Cincinnati, all German. And uh, German and French, but like there was a time when like the percentage of people that spoke German in the U.S. was now we're going to find out it was like 38%, but that's that's still still insane.
1: That's insane. Well, what is the the primary second language in America today is Spanish, right? Yes. What do you think the population, what the percentage of the population that speaks Spanish is? 20%, maybe?
0: Well, I think that Hispanics are at least 20%, 25%. Right? right, but
1: how many of them are fluent in Spanish? Because I have friends that are Mexican that, yeah, yeah. that don't speak Spanish.
0: Well, I think that's the, the American story is that the first generation wants to become American so they kind right. of don't embrace it. And then generations after that try and kind yeah. of rediscover it. Yeah. So I don't
1: know. So let's find out what the, the German, what's the percentage yeah. that spoke German at the turn of the century? I'm going to say, based on your story
0: alone and no research, 42%. I mean, it would be amazing if, uh, you know, it's like, again- 25% you, is amazing. It's insane. Like, it's one of those things. So, Ma- Madison Square Garden, there was a pro-Nazi rally.
2: I saw that.
1: It's insane. That's insane. That was in, like, the 30s, right?
0: Yeah. Wasn't it? That was in
2: 1939. Yeah, there was a big movement. Why The pictures of it are pretty crazy. It's wild. Just, Look
0: at that. What I perform the there. Fuck. You perform there, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. That's wild. Look at that fucking image. Just to get that other point, I was seeing it was the number two language in 1917, but I was trying to dig through a bunch of stuff. There was some laws that were being passed to stop education in any other language other than English around yeah. that time period too.
1: What do they say I as mean, far as uh, what percentage of did,
2: so I was I was trying to find an actual I statistic. Think... I, was get, I wasn't getting the right information. I was trying to go too quick.
1: Yeah, you there's... got nicotine gum, Jimmy. That's Gale, my okay? nicotine gum. Goddamn, my the friend. Nicotine, man, it gets you, doesn't
0: it? Does what, what is, what's your nicotine? You...
1: Cigars. Like cigars. Cigars. Yeah.
0: Did you ever dip?
1: No, I swallowed I it once. I dipped. <laughs> I've, I've dipped before. Dip gives you a wild rush, though. I'll tell you that. What is this, Jamie? Uh, I had
2: it said during uh, World War
0: One.
1: World War One U.S. government propaganda erased German culture. Yeah,
0: no, they re they changed the names of all the streets. You go, in 1910, oh. St. Louis.
2: Eight million first and second generations out of hold on.
1: 92 million
2: counted kind of in the population of 92. So yeah, so that's how many that's I mean, a that lot in their first language. That's 10. Yeah. percent
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's 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 somewhere up there.
1: So during the 1850s, 900 thousand, almost a million Germans went to the United States. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot back then. That's the time when the German population was only 40 million. So wow, that's crazy. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. I knew there was a lot of newspapers that were written in German yeah. back then, but I didn't know. It's kind of stunning. Being
1: spoken when you see how little England is. Yeah. You know that. I mean, it makes sense what you're talking about with pirates. That like they had to be the most horrific monsters to, to try to control the empire. Well,
0: it's also insane, by the way. So, I did this special in um, Spain. So I, 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 and I love history. So, do you know what year they finally unified Spain, where they got rid of the Moors and they finally the Castilians kind of pieced together what we consider modern day Spain? Do you know what year they did that? No, fourteen hundred and ninety-two. No. Oh, the year that Columbus. So they literally finally kicked the Moors out. By the way, were really they were really not nice. The
1: Moors are evil people. <laughs>
0: well, no, no, they were not nice to the Moors or the Jews. Like they got that. Like the, was, the
1: Moors, though, they were conquerors themselves. They too, were conquerors, right? but like they. Everybody was back but then. But like right?
0: the the, I mean. Uh, I performed in Morocco. It's, like, amazing to think that, like, you know, we, we think of the colonizers as these Europeans, but the Arabs were colonizers, too. Mm-hmm. They sure. colonized Morocco. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the Berbers in—I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong—that—so the Moroccans that were in Spain were part of, you know, when Muhammad and all these guys— rose up the great arab power was they took over and they got all all the way into spain and stuff like that but it's insane to think that i mean this was a joke that i had when i went to spain like spain took all the gold all the gold from central and south america all of it so like there wasn't really that much gold in north america There was gold in Central and South America, and Spain took it all, and they spent it. And so, one of my jokes when I was in Spain, I'm like, "Where's the gold? Where is it?" (laughs) You guys, like, they literally, like, one of the things they did is they built a navy, and they got their ass kicked by the British. You know, so it's it's really fascinating to see what, how quick these empires come and how quick they disappear
1: yeah and that's the strange thing about where we are today and this part of the world or that part of the world like that's been the standard way that human beings have governed forever
0: yeah the romans were like we're good no one's going to take over yeah come on we got it istanbul like he switched the capital of rome (laughs) that's insane (laughs) it's it's kind of like if a president was like you know what I think our capital should now <laughs> like in a different country. Right? It's this wild. Roman Empire it was named after a city Rome and he moved it to an you know essentially Asia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like insane. Why did he go there? I think that chicks, that a lot I think of hot that over I there? think that was that was modern maybe. Really? I don't know. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I Dan Carlin would know. Yeah, he'd be the guy to ask. How does that guy know so much? He's just consuming books.
1: Yeah. Well, he works so hard on his show. To call his show a podcast and to call this a podcast is really kinda hilarious. Because this is like we did zero preparation. I haven't seen you in two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talk like through text messages yeah. only and then all of a sudden we're sitting there talking. We have no idea what we're gonna talk about and we've no. been talking for hours. Dan Carlin, when he does a two-hour podcast, he will research that for months, months and months. Like, well, he'll do a thing like The Wrath of the Khan, which is a spectacular five-piece series on Genghis Khan. When he did that, it took, like, six months to prepare. Wow. Yeah, and then he puts them out, and you can get them for a dollar. They cost a dollar each. And it is, like, literally some of the most spectacular historical entertainment you'll ever get in yeah, your life. It's, it's educational. There's, a, there's an
0: enthusiasm to yeah. how he does it, too. He's amazing.
1: He's an ama- and he's so humble, too. He always says he's not a historian. Like, bitch, you're a fucking Yeah, he historian. always says that, yeah, stop too. saying that. <laughs> he's, have you met him? I haven't met him. He's a great guy, too. He's been on the podcast a couple times.
0: And so what is... So the length of his podcasts are astronomical yes, too. Yeah, they're like four hours. Port, part yeah. one, yeah, of Caesar conquers the world. And You're like, <laughs> what? He's I like, know. let me quote from this, like reading this dense information. He goes, Sophocles wrote this thing, and you're like, how do you know that?
1: Yeah, he and he covers so many different topics. He had a great piece on Martin Luther and the invention of Lutherism and um, the uh, time in history where making a version of the Bible that was uh, phonetically readable, that people could understand, like a phonetic interpretation of the Bible where you could say the word like that didn't exist. Like, they they all read the Bible in Latin. And if you didn't understand Latin, you were... Most people didn't read. Right. You were at the whim of the priests. And Martin Luther came along and said, actually, what God said, like, you should probably interpret it yourself and not leave it to these people. And, like, they came real close to killing him a few times for that.
0: It is amazing how consistently uh, the messages and the teachings of... Jesus are like, like humans can't grasp it. Like they're like way off. Like, oh, we're supposed to take care of the poor. We're supposed to help the needy. We're supposed to do all this. And people are like, does that mean I should get another car? Like we don't, (laughs) we don't even come close. I'm going
1: to get a Jesus tattoo. (laughs) Do
0: you know what I mean? Like we don't, and I'm talking about people that, uh, you know, embrace the Christian faith. Yes. Like, get it wrong. I'm not talking about people like, I don't believe in that stuff. Right. People who proclaim to be Christian. Again, humans are pretty dumb. Well, collectively,
1: we're pretty brilliant. Well, What we're capable of collectively, I mean, we're both carrying around a small glass and metal device that sends video through the sky to people that live on the other side of the planet. Yeah. And we use it and we have no idea how it works.
0: No. No, idea. I
1: mean I kind of roughly can tell you what they've done, but I don't I mean I can't recreate it. If you're alone on an island with a million years with all the tools in the world, you'd never be able to figure out how to make yeah. a phone.
0: People like if someone came up to me right now they're like, "Can you fix this toaster?" I'd be like, <laughs> "Sorry, I can't."
1: <laughs> so imagine like collectively we're brilliant. Individually, we vary so wildly that some of us like myself, are basically champs with a good vocabulary, and some people are like Elon Musk, who figure out how to drill tunnels under the earth to fucking shoot traffic around. Oh, by the way, did you see that that fell apart in Vegas? What, what? did it? A fall? traffic jam in the tunnel.
0: Yeah, I just saw that there was um, some <laughs> negative article on it.
1: Well, they were saying there's a traffic jam, but it's essentially the traffic was at the exit of the tunnel. Like, you couldn't just get out of the tunnel real quick. You had to wait to get out of the tunnel
0: which is not good
1: no the whole point is to not wait you know
0: and for claustrophobic people it would be oh my god imagine if you're problem. in the middle of the tunnel and so it was a people there are people using a tunnel right that's now. a good question i don't know
1: there was a newscast there was some, some news program that was doing this whole thing about the tunnels in vegas
2: I Believe there would be, yeah, it was uh, for CES. So, like, it's underneath uh, the convention center in Vegas, and that's where CES was. So,
1: well, occasionally they have burst into flames, right?
2: Uh, Tesla,
1: yeah, I think
2: there's they show at least a video of one in that compilation yes. of it. So,
0: like, I, I don't know what the hell happened there, but yeah, but here's
1: what could be an extra
0: here's you know, and like, there was the movie Tucker and stuff like that. Like, the first time you were in a Tesla, were you kind of like what are the other car manufacturers? It's not like we've got windshield wipers that work better. They're like everything is better.
1: Well, the first time I was in one was uh, there was an app where you could rent a car from the app and they would deliver it to you, sort of like uh, Uber Eats or something like that. Yeah. They'd deliver a car of car around and you tell them where it is when you're done and then they would come and get it. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this was like. Early on in the podcast, I want to say this is like 2012-ish or something yeah. like that, and uh they were one of our sponsors. And I was like, "Wow, this is really fascinating." And I drove it around, but back then the battery technology, the the, the efficiency was not that good. Right. Like I drove to the comedy store and back, and I had half the battery life. I was like, "What? yeah Like this is crazy." And I didn't have a charger because it was at the studio, so I was like, "This is this seems like a little. I don't want to be somewhere where it runs out of batteries." Yeah. Then years later, Elon did the podcast, and he talked me into buying one. He's like, it's the best car. you got to buy it. I go, okay, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And I bought it. I was like, holy fuck, it is the best car. Because by then, they had really perfected it. Like, this is like How
0: long does the battery last?
1: Mine is – I got the new one, and I think if you fully charge it, it hits somewhere around 350 miles. See what, it, see what a um, Model S Plaid can do? Also, I keep it in ludicrous mode because I'm
0: reckless. What's so,
1: ludicrous mode? The fastest it can drive. Like, oh, there's yeah. different modes, and some modes allow you to preserve. Is that ludicrous, life.
0: the the singer? It's not.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. been great. If you dr- hit the gas, it goes, oh,
2: oh. <laughs> what
0: i got a big weed. So, charge time or?
1: Uh, no. How long is the uh, total mileage? How long can it go for?
2: What's the uh,
0: range? That, what's the range? So you need to- to ludicrous mode or not? The, like, no, no, so like, no. What's the so range? So you need to have a charger at home. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, what is the so range? So you have to be rich enough to have a home. Yes, you have to have a home.
1: Or you can go to a charge station, 348 miles. Okay. Oh, 80% of it's- Okay, that's it. So it traveled 280 miles- And how long does it take to charge?
0: Um, is it like overnight?
1: No four hours, I think what is like you have a s
0: yeah the the the
2: slower one not the supercharger would take if you were on the empty yeah. it, it, it fills up like of the first half of it faster and then as you get oh, like really? fuller it starts going a little slower uh but if you're had a supercharger, you can get it done in a half an hour forty five minutes I think especially as it's getting faster and faster it's funny it's that's like something half. a
0: kid would say you know if you get supercharger well, they ha- right. it's called a supercharger. 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 You have to go My to dad's a has got a supercharger. Yeah, it sounds fake. That's not the technical term. No, it's a supercharger. It's super duper. Super duper.
2: But they haven't added the extra... Uh, remember when Reggie was in here, he was explaining the Porsche has a bigger bandwidth pipeline. Right. And I don't think they have that yet, but that should let it charge the, almost the whole thing in half an hour, I think, if not faster. Right.
1: That's uh, a different setup that hasn't been yeah. totally implemented yet. So they have a... Tesla has the best network of charging stations. Like you could go across the country and the the car will tell you where the chargers are. And then you can go to that charger. Now, is Elon one bit. of
0: these guys that's like, he's like, uh, I have this idea. And because there's a lot of brilliant people, right? Yeah. Um, but he also has to have the ability to get it done. Look, a lot of people, like a lot of the things you're doing It's not just about having the idea. It's about saying, okay, I want you to do this, you to do this. He has that management skill too, right? He definitely does. He he
1: also works so hard that he leads by example. I mean, the guy works fucking 16 hours a day. I mean, he's constantly working. So he's constantly doing things. Wow. So he's just – and also he's got great time management in terms of his ability to concentrate on SpaceX for a little bit, Tesla for a little bit. And then, you know, this
0: is for- isn't that fascinating. He has a space program that he does on the side. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I just, you know, like the amount of articles that I want to read <laughs> about the NFL playoffs is stressing me out. <laughs> but he is. Like, can you imagine being that smart? We're like, I mean, it's. But it's
1: odd. It's amazing. It's I'm, I'm friends with him, and I, you know, I hung out with him a bunch of times and talked to him. He's, uh, he's so much smarter than me. It's confusing.
0: Well, he's. I mean, I think that like a lot of people are in that position with him, right?
1: Oh yeah, most people are in that position with him. Yeah, and uh, especially when you look at the the width of his knowledge, right? It's not a, a narrow pipeline like he's concentrating on. You know, just. Semiconductor chips or just this, just that. He's doing multiple different complex engineering And so, like, the, the tubes projects.
0: underneath the ground. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, I just, it sounds like a comedy bit. It's it like, does. Maybe
1: one day it'll be legit. Like, maybe it's like the battery of the Tesla, the first one that I got 10 plus years ago.
0: Like, which is, it's just like subway a road for cars. But, right? but you're
1: trapped in there in your car.
0: And it's, the, the, the belt is moving, right? I don't know
1: what's moving it looked to me like the car was driving that looks like a car is driving to me so here's the jam but look it looks it looks like the opening is how far is the opening up there does it go all the way
0: so is this a prototype like he's like built it underneath see but this is not a small it's a small traffic jam
1: because look how quickly They're everybody's moving. going out but also this is the end of this long ass tunnel and it looks like everybody's so you can see